Welcome back to another bonus episode of Anime Deep Dive. Due to the extent plot points will be discussed, a spoiler warning is now in effect. This is a spoiler review, so if you haven't seen the movie and are only looking for a recommendation, there's a timestamp in the episode description you can skip to for final thoughts. That section's spoiler-free where I get my overall opinion on the film and if it's worth your time to watch. So with that out of the way, let's deep dive into the Konosuba movie Legend of Crimson. Released in 2019 by Studio JC staff, it has a 90-minute runtime and comes in both sub and dub. I watched in sub. I was very excited for this movie. I'm a huge fan of the first season of Konosuba, not so much the second, but was hopeful Legend of Crimson would get the series back on track. Which isn't a hard thing to do, just watching Kazuma get screwed at every turn is enough for me. Union assuming he's the guy she's supposed to wed because of how unimpressive he is and his popular phase ending before it begins is what I love. Then having him cry about not getting to make a baby and Aqua pulling up his pants in the background was the cherry on top. I also died of laughter when he stripped down and his thigh slapped by the Lady Orcs. That's how you know double standards are real. If it was a female character I wouldn't be cool with it but they made Cosmos freakout so funny I forgot he was being assaulted. Then him hugging Union with his underwear falling off his ass declaring when someone asks who he looks up to the answer is her was hilarious. And they kept me smiling as Aqua lovingly strokes his head while he's sucking his thumb traumatized. The violations didn't stop there, he gets an awkward poke from behind, his deal for 300 million goes up in flames, and he has another painful trip to the afterlife. While I loved the laughs, I also appreciated the more mature moments. In my review of season 2, I listed all Cosmo's cruel acts towards the girls, so seeing the praise, smile, and thumbs up he gave to Aqua during her blessing melted my heart. He also finally admits to Megamine the party isn't all bad and he enjoys his time with them. Megamine had a large role in this movie, I mentioned in my review of season 2 she was sneaking into romantic territory with Kazuma, but I'm team darkness. This movie said who's darkness and doubled down on Megamine. Her family was hilarious trying to link her with Kazuma because they're dirt poor and he has money. The mom locking them in the same room for sexy time was too good and I love Kazuma's inner conflict whether to make a move. He ends up exposing his intentions but learn from that mistake. I remember seeing their breath the next time thinking damn it must be cold just for it to be Kazuma sealing the window with ice magic so Megami couldn't escape again. My favorite moment in all of Konosuba is Kazuma's creepy hand animations, which were revamped with the caressing of Megami in bed, and she actually cuddled up to him but of course it's interrupted by our new villain. Sylvia was fun and provided so many great moments. Kazuma accepting being taken hostage with arms wide open and groping her was great. And it set her being Pirate Man up perfectly because it gives you just enough time to realize what's about to be said so your shock's out of the way and you get to enjoy Kazuma's freakout. I always say Kazuma's about the equal rights, but he really lives that life. Pushing Sylvia down a flight of stairs and locking her up with the old Nintendo code was savage. That led to her transforming into a weird Super Saiyan Blue looking armored jelly monster after fusing with Hans and the Dulahan. Then the final fight carried over the one actual enjoyable part of Season 2, Vanyar controlling darkness for some great combat. I was happy Union finally had a more prominent role, especially after Megamine and Aqua exposed her for not being a party member in front of the other Magic Academy girls. She played decoy for Sylvia to be shot by the Magic Rifle, and took her out in the final blast split screen with Megamine as all the other Crimson Demons see their power. We also got to learn a lot about the Crimson Demons. It was hilarious to see the other wizards are just as over the top and ridiculous as Megamine with the grandiose introductions and magic chants. The way they were just throwing around magic blasts at the Devil King soldiers was great too. The movie had a few instances where passing statements came into play later in the story. I thought the mention of Union's tattoo was just to embarrass her, but it turns out the Crimson Demons were created by the same nutbar who made the Mechanical Fortress in Season 1, and their tattoos are model numbers. 
Another example is the magic rifle being used for hanging clothes. I thought it was just a silly nod to Aqua using her divine staff as a clothing rod last season, but turns out it was another element that had a greater purpose later, being an ancient weapon. I really enjoyed the movie's end. A reoccurring theme is how it'd be beneficial for Megamine to learn other magic. From the start, her dedication to explosion is ragged on, but it makes her who she is. So when she's finally open to learning other spells, Kazuma dumping more points into explosion and not forcing her to change was really sweet. A final note is this episode won't be out for a couple of weeks, but it's being recorded on Megamine's birthday, December 4th, so shout out to her. As for the production, you have the greenery and background of the Crimson Demon Village looking beautiful like a painting. There were also a lot of fun extras throughout this movie, like the previously mentioned pulling up of Kazuma's pants. Or my favorite, the one goblin freak who damn near cuts his tongue off trying to act tough by licking his blade. There are still some sketchy looking drawings, I'm starting to think they're done on purpose, but can't figure out why because it looks awful. If you don't understand what I mean by sketchy, go to the first scene of Kazuma running from the Lady Orcs, that's what I'm talking about. The sound design was also really good, maybe my speakers were just on the right volume, but the opening toad eating a goat and the delayed explosion crackle were fantastic. Best Girl Waifu and Harem Best Girl is Komiko without question. She inhaled just to scream Megamine found a man and swooping in to steal firing the rifle's magic blast was awesome. She also had some adorable background moments like playing with Aqua in darkness and napping next to Megamine. As for the harem Megamine's mom has added, she's smoking. Final thoughts. The second I saw Cosmos smirk initiating his popular phase, I had a good feeling about this movie and it delivered. Legend of Crimson is fun and I was laughing the entire time. It's everything I wanted and gets me pumped for a season 3 which is rumored to be released sometime in early 2022. Alright, that's going to be it for this month's bonus review. Hope to catch you in the next one. Bye.